All right, once again, everybody, show these people that you love them. And I want to say a special thank you to Cher Stallings, who, who wrote and directed our uh, program for this, uh, for this year. And you got to give it up for our team who had the most speaking parts, which were Josiah and Sadie and Aubrey and Reagan. But it just was packed with beautiful stuff from, uh, from the choreography, the dancers, to, uh, to our family, the Duchenes who came out and told part of the story, to Gene who played Simeon. Just a beautiful story. Amen. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, this is the big story, and, and, and they did an amazing job uh, helping us remember what Christmas is all about, which is, in fact, the big story. And it is no ordinary big story. It is, in fact, the biggest story that's ever been told. And the interesting thing about it that we need to be reminded of is that God wants to include everybody in the big story. And, and even in this story, we had angels. You know, they don't show up a lot, but when they show up, something big is going to happen and in this story the announcement of Jesus's arrival came from angels the worship of Jesus at his arrival was from the heavenly host and and it doesn't stop there the first invitation to this big story party would be shepherds the marginalized the lowly the forgotten the disrespected and it's good news because that's the first people that got invited to this big story party but it doesn't stop there it goes to the wise men the educated the astronomers the the magi the ones who had resources uh, not just the the down and out but the up and out God included these magi from around the world representing God's uh, big story which is offered to the whole world every nation the, the story continued and you find the religious community Simeon who was a devout searcher of the Messiah in fact, he was given a prophecy that said, uh, you won't die until you see my Messiah. God told him that. And that's why he was so happy. You see, God, when God writes a story, it's bigger than any other story that you can possibly imagine. In this story, uh, we find this young virgin girl, possibly, probably 12 to 14 years old. That we find a young Jewish carpenter who is willing to take her in the middle of the scandal and call her his own. We find a, a stable, a borrowed stable, a manger with hay. We find, we find things that wouldn't, you wouldn't fi normally find in a story that we would write. And the greatest part of the big story is this little baby who showed up. You see, this little baby changed the world. This baby came from heaven, it's God wrapped in flesh. This baby showed up in a stable and the shepherds sought him out because they knew he was significant because they had the message that the Messiah was here. Uh, this little baby would be worshiped by, uh, by these wise men, these magi who brought gold and frankincense and myrrh to give him as gifts. 
this little baby would be worshipped from a myriad or a host of angels in heaven that would worship the fact that God had come to this earth. You see, in the Bible, he's called Emmanuel, and Emmanuel means God with us. You can't get bigger than that story when the God of the universe shows up and he is in fact with us. This baby would be God. And that is a big, big story. Now, when God writes a story, it's different than any story you've ever read. It's different than any story that you could ever write. Because God's story, when God speaks, when God writes the story, it is 100% real, 100% true, and it is amazing because it is not confined by anything. It's not confined by boundaries and limitations that you and I are confined by. It extends beyond time and space. It pushes through the laws of nature and physics because God is not held in by that. This story is written by the one who created everything in existence out of nothing at all. And so all of a sudden, this story gets really, really big. But I want you to understand something. Jesus coming to this earth as a baby, God in the flesh, that's a big story. But I want you to understand the Christmas story is not the end of the big story. You see, this little baby would live 30 years and grow up, the Bible says, grow in wisdom and stature before God and men. This little baby that was just his birth was a big story. He would grow up in a Jewish home raised by a Jewish carpenter and live an everyday normal life with one exception. You see, there's one characteristic that Jesus had that no other person who's ever walked on the planet had, and that is this, sinless perfection. You see, Jesus lived a perfect life, not a good life, an absolutely perfect life. And the reason he did that was for one reason. The big story is that Jesus came to live a perfect life so he could grow up and die a perfect death to pay the penalty for our sin. Now, in the story, Jesus would be baptized at about age 30. And after he was baptized, his earthly ministry, the reason why he came, began to unfold. And all of a sudden, no longer was he just an average Jewish boy who lived a perfect life. Now he would reveal himself as the God of the universe. He would demonstrate his power over sin, over sickness, over disease, over spiritual dominion, over nature, over the animal kingdom, revealed in every, categorically every area that he was God and not just a human being. Now, what's so amazing about that is even though he did that and everybody knew that he was different, how did they respond to Jesus for revealing himself to be God who came to rescue us from our sinful condition? They took him, they stripped him, they beat him, they nailed him to a wooden cross, and there he would die. Well, the big story just seemed to come to a crashing halt. I mean, this amazing story written by the hands of the only one who could, the God of the universe, seems to have now come to a close, but the story's not over. In fact, on the third day after Jesus had been crucified on a cross, he rose from the dead. He defeated death, he defeated hell, and he defeated 
the grave. This big story just got bigger. This big story just amped up. Now Jesus is alive. Well, Jesus would ascend back to heaven and you and I are here today as products of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Now, the big story, as big as it is with Jesus coming to this earth, with all of the miracles that were contained in that story, the big story that got bigger when Jesus resurrected and came forth from the grave. Listen, the big story has a motivation. The big story has a purpose. And the big story's design is to get bigger when it becomes real in your life. You see, it's great to know about the big story and, and it's fun to watch kids sing and, 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 and have a drama and dance about the big story. And it's, and it's interesting to learn about the story getting bigger at the resurrection. But listen, God's desire is that that big story plays a big part in your life, in your life individually, personally, intimately. That's God's goal. That's the purpose of the big story. Now, I want to tell you, so, so maybe today you came to see a grandchild or a niece or a nephew or a cousin. Maybe you came because you're just faithful members here. Maybe you just visited on a random day and showed up here. I want you to know before you leave that the big story of Christmas is for you. That you have this opportunity if you've never begun a relationship with the true and living God, this big story could impact your life and you could leave differently than you came and your eternal destiny would be altered because of this big story. It happens this simply. Just a couple of weeks ago, a young lady in her church, uh, her family called me and she's very faithful and her father passed away suddenly. And so she wanted to come and talk to me about a celebration service. And she was sitting in my office and she started telling me her story and the story of her father. And in the middle of it, I asked her, I said, so you were not raised in church? And she said, I was not. And I said, so at what point in your life did you meet Jesus and allow him to come into your life? And she started crying. And she said, I'm not sure that I ever have. And I said, you come literally every Sunday to the early service. And I share the big story gospel of Jesus every week. And I, I, I tell you how you could receive Jesus into your life. Did you not ever feel like you should do that or desired to do that? She's crying. And she said, yes, I, I think that every week. And I said, why would you not receive Jesus into your life? And she said, I'm terribly shy and I was afraid I might have to come before the church and do something and I was terrified about that. And I said, we're not gonna make you come in front of the church. You don't have to sing a solo. You don't have to quote the book of Leviticus. All you have to do is simply receive Jesus into your life. And I said, would you like to do that now? She said, I would. And she received Jesus right there in my office. She came to talk about a funeral and she received forever life. And some of you may be here today 
came for one reason, but you could leave experiencing another reason, and that is Jesus in your life. And, and you may wonder, I've heard people talk about Christianity or being saved or receiving Jesus in your life. What is that? Listen, it's this simple. Every single person who ever walks on this planet is born under a sin curse. All of us have one of two eternal destinations. That's it. There is no middle ground, no purgatory according to scripture. We have one of two eternal destinies. One is the glory of heaven and the other is the torment of a place called hell. Jesus talked about hell more than he did heaven for one reason, because he doesn't desire that anybody go. And so we all get to determine based on what we do with Jesus, where we will spend our eternity and what that will look like. And so all of us are sinners. Did you know that? Look at the person next to you. Now look back up here. Let me tell you a secret. Big sinner. Big sinner. Okay? That's all of us. All of us are big sinners. Okay? We were born to sin. But Jesus came in this big story, lived a perfect life, died on a cross, rose from the dead, and he says, I will take your broken story and I will love it with my perfect story and I will write a new story with your life. So maybe you're here, you say, what does that mean for me? It means you have to come to a place where you simply say, God, I agree, I am a sinner. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I want to repent and live differently. Now that's a churchy word, repent. It simply means I change my mind. I'm gonna change my mind from the way I've been thinking and what I've been doing and I'm gonna turn to you and begin to think the way you think and live the way you want me to live. I give you all of me in exchange for Jesus. I believe that Jesus died and rose again to pay my sin debt. I want you to save me today. And Jesus comes into our life and our eternal destiny is forever radically changed. It's a good story, isn't it? If you know Jesus, say amen because that's a good story. So how do you do that today? I would just simply invite you, if, 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 if you feel something in your heart, it's not because I said something, it's the Holy Spirit inviting you to a new journey and a new place, inviting you to join his forever family. And so you were given a card today when you came in. You can fill that card out, put your name and information on there. I'll reach out to you just to encourage you and help you understand more about the greatest decision you'll ever make in your eternal existence, and that is to receive the big story of Jesus in your life. Now, this is the cool part. So the big story, if the big story is connected to your story, the big story got bigger, but it's not over. Watch this. So when Jesus showed up 2,000 years ago, it wasn't a surprise. He did, it wasn't a surprise. God the Father had, had given over 365 prophetic words about Jesus coming. Look at this screen behind me. Watch this. Do you know what that is? That's 365 prophetic words in the Old Testament about Jesus coming the first time. 365 prophetic words or prophecies. And from God's vantage point, listen to me, every prophecy, every prophetic word to God is a promise. He cannot speak and it not be true because it goes against his character and his nature. So 365 times, 
the Old Testament said, hey, Jesus is coming like he did in this story today. Jesus is going to live a perfect life. Jesus is going to be shamed and beaten. Jesus is going to be crucified, but Jesus is going to rise from the dead. Now, that's cool, right? And the story is big. But I want you to know, listen to me, the story is still not completed. The big story is still being written. Now, his, his goal is to write you into the story, and we have a limited time to allow God to write his story over our story, you see. And, and, and because Jesus is going to come back. Did you know that? Jesus came once. Jesus is going to come again. How do we know? How do we know? Because a preacher said it? No. Because I read it in a book? No. Because I saw a movie about the second coming and the rapture of the church and all that? No. Because the same God who told us 365 times that Jesus was coming the first time tells us in Scripture over 1,800 times that Jesus is coming again. And the story's going to get big, bigger. You see, 17 of the of the New Test, excuse me, 17 of the Old Testament books in the Bible talk about the second coming of Christ. Uh, 23 of the 27 New Testament books talk about the second coming of Christ. One out of every 30 chapters, talk, uh, 70 cha- seven chapters talks about the second coming of Christ. One out of every 30 verses talks about the second coming of Christ. And so just when we thought the big story was big enough, the big story isn't over. The big story is concluded when Jesus comes again. I want you to join me as we pray. Father, we come to you. We thank you for the big story. We thank you for the first part of it. When you wrapped yourself in swaddling clothes in a borrowed stable in a manger in Bethlehem. God, we thank you that in the, in the first chapter of your beautiful big story, you invited the lowly, the shepherds. You invited the educated and the sophisticated and the wise men. You reached down into those who were searching for you into the religious community. You called your angels forth from heaven to announce it and to worship it. God, we thank you that that was only the beginning. We thank you that this same Jesus uh, made the story greater when he when he died on a cross to pay the sin debt of the world and rose from the dead on the third day. God, we thank you that the story continues to grow. We thank you, God, that when you write a big story, it's bigger than we can imagine. And we thank you on this day that there's a day coming in the future and we don't know when it is, but you have told us over and over and over that the big story is gonna get bigger when Jesus comes to this earth again. We praise you. We thank you, we worship you, we celebrate you. We thank you for this season we call Christmas when we celebrate the big story and we pray it in Jesus' name and God's people said, amen. We hope that God spoke to you through this message. If you enjoyed the message, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and visit our website at sturkey.church to find all the latest information and upcoming events. Be sure to join us again next week. Until then, may God bless you.